Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day, and today we are joined by my bestie, Felicia. Hi, friends. I am very, very excited. She is a regular on this podcast, okay? (laughs) If y'all have been following all the way through, she is not a stranger. But for those of you who haven't, for our brand new listeners, let me tell you, Fee is one of my besties we met in college. She is a teacher. She is a reading literacy coach. Right? Okay, yes. She's a YouTuber. Okay. She is out here. She's an influencer (laughs) for teachers, for educators. She's doing the thing. Okay. (laughs) Most importantly, though, she is one of my best friends. And so I'm very, very happy because we're going to talk about something really personal today on the episode. And just a quick backstory before we jump in. So uh, a couple months ago, something happened. And as soon as it happened, I was like, I need feed to come on podcasts to talk about this. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, you would be okay with it. That it would be, um, you know, comfortable for you. So I waited a little bit and then I (laughs) came to you and I was like, Hey, so what do you think about talking about this? And you were like, immediately, Yes. And I was like, wait, are you sure? Because, you know, and she said, yes, yes, yes. And I said, great. (laughs) So that's what we're going to do today, y'all. We are going to talk about something very, um, I think, amazing. Fee today is going to share her testimony. It is so, so powerful. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear it. So let's just dive in. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Day, for having me on I'm Not Okay With Day podcast again. I always love being here with you and your listeners. Hey, y'all. So let's get right into this thing that happened. So December 7th, 2022, um, on my way to work, as Dania mentioned, I'm a teacher. So on my way to work, um, I was in a terrible car accident. It was a head-on collision. Um, I was going northbound and the other driver was coming southbound and he swerved into my lane, lost control of the car, swerved into my lane and hit us. My nephew was with us, uh, was with me, but hit us head-on. And he had a much bigger car than I did. So his car ended up smashing the whole front of my car in and I was trapped underneath um, the engine, the steering wheel, the dashboard, all of it was on top of me and my leg. So from that accident, um, initially I thought I just broke my leg in three places. I thought it was just my thigh, um, my Uh, fibula and tibula, so like the shin, and then my ankle, right? And I kept thinking, oh, that was just all that I broke. And it didn't hit me that, um, nope, it was such a severe accident where when I got to the hospital, um, Dania, the doctors, 
um, were thinking about amputating my leg because it was such a complicated mm. um, injury where they were like, well, worst case scenario, we'll have to amputate her leg. That's what they wow. told my husband. Um, I mean, I'm unconscious or going in and out of consciousness this whole time. So I'm, I don't really know. All I see is, you know, the lights from going from the, going to the CT scan, getting an MRI, getting, um, the x-rays and I'm in and out of consciousness. So, um, that's what they told my husband. So that happened on a Wednesday morning. Um, but to come to find out, all the damage that was done to my leg, it was my thigh that was broken. Mm. My knee was completely shattered. Um, my shin was broken. So the tibula and fibula, they were broken. My ankle was broken. My foot was broken. And my toes were broken. I had a, I'm, I'm smiling now because it's just so crazy. Like all this stuff was broken. Right. Yeah. And then on my Which left, I'm going to try to put some pictures on the video. Oh, part yeah. So y'all yeah. can see the severity of the accident. Like right. this was not a was, baby thing here. No, no. Yeah. It was no baby accident. And then on my yeah. left side, um, um, what did I happen day? Oh, the, the, the fracture, like I'm like drawing a blank now, but I had a fractured hip, uh, pelvic bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to like, wonder like how everything, all the injuries happened on my right side. How did, you know, I have a left fracture on my pelvic bone, but it was from the seatbelt, from the seatbelt jerking, mm-hmm. um, or trying to, you know, the seatbelts, they cause good and they cause harm. We need them, but then yeah. So mm-hmm. that seatbelt fractured my hip of that tug of the seatbelt, wow. um, fractured the hip, but not so much where they had to do surgery. They said that it would heal on its own. Mm-hmm. And um, so far it has. It's just, you know, sore. But yeah, so I mean, it was a really bad accident where um my knee, like I said, was completely shattered. And that was a lot of where the concern was because if you look at your knee, you have the knuckle part of your knee, if you will, and then mm-hmm. you have the back part of your knee. So all of the front part of my knee was gone. There was no knee. It was a hole. <laughs> Listen, feet, feet and the whole thing too was just cracking nonstop jokes, talking about she ain't got no kneecap. Okay. Oh, she nice. made a whole song, y'all. Whole song about it, right? And my whole song is I ain't got no kneecap. Boom. I ain't got no kneecap. Boom. I ain't got no kneecap. I'm kneeless. Okay. Like if what if there's one thing black people gonna do is gonna be cracking jokes at any time, even in the midst of right. Like, and for me, like cracking jokes, like I'm a, I crack jokes regardless. Yeah. But for this situation, I think that kind of helped me as coping with my yeah. reality of I I don't have a knee. I don't have a kneecap. <laughs> um, like that's legit. Like that's it. I don't have it. Um, so they had to, man, I had so many surgeries today. Like first they had to like try to stabilize my leg um, and try to get the bleeding under control. Um, the first surgery that I had, um, was that stabilizing my leg. Um, 
The second surgery I had was, um, I can't remember. Like, I'm really like drawing a blank, mm. but I know that they had to, um, look, I don't even know what surgery was what, but within those surgeries, yeah, they had to stabilize the leg. Um, I had to get a skin graft. So they took like a, like a potato peeler, if you will. Mm -hmm. And on my right thigh, they kind of like potato peeled some of my skin. Not potato peel. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what it looks like. And that's Mm -hmm. what it felt like after, Mm -hmm. you know, that had, that happened. They had to potato peel and make (laughs) skin graft. I can't take you seriously. But that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I had the skin graft. Um, they had to, um, because, you know, in your knee, like I'm learning so much about our, like my body and like mm. how God created us. Um, it's just so phenomenal. Right. So there's cartilage in your knee and muscle in your knee that's used to kind of help you to stand, to do a lot of your motions, you know, just everyday Mm -hmm. motions. Um, So what they had to do for me, they had to take part of my calf and like pull it up and rotate it over so that they had to like reconnect some of that muscle, that tissue, the nerves, um, because I didn't have that because of, you know, the accident or there was holes or gaps, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was another surgery. And then I was in the hospital with a rod in my leg to, we called him Rodney. (laughs) Once again, hear the jokes, you know, Rodney, he was a rod over my knee. It was a metal rod that was physically um, affixed, externally Mm -hmm. affixed to my leg um, to keep my leg from bending because that skin graft, it was so sensitive Mm. that they if 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 it was to bend before it was healed it would have they would have had to start all over again oh wow so i had rodney in my leg my ankle was broken and the way my ankle was it was just kind of like like limp to the right uh cuz i had an open fracture on the inside of my right ankle but both the inside and the outside of my ankle was broken. Mm. Like when I say every time I went to the doctor, like, oh, something else was broken. Yeah. Okay. I mean, girl, I have to be honest too. Like when, when your husband called me and told me, first of all, everything that happened, I was freaking out because I thought too, your leg was about to be gone completely. And then hearing about everything it was too, like, this is broken. This is broken. This. I remember he told me like you had like bones broken in like so many places. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And then when I saw you, girl, yeah, yeah, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. I think like those that came to visit or called or FaceTime um, while I was at the hospital, it was a lot for them. But just to kind of like see me like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was hard for like my, my grandmother came to see me. She just, she just couldn't, you know, she wanted to stay longer, but her heart was just so in so much pain because I was hurting. Right. So can I backtrack just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So when I woke up 
Thursday. So the accident was Wednesday when I woke up Thursday and I had that initial surgery to kind of like stabilize everything. Mm. Uh, my husband told me that, you know, worst case scenario, they would have to amputate my leg or, you know, they're, you know, working on like how to fix it or whatever. Um, and that I wouldn't be able to play sports. Oh yeah. No, best case scenario. I would, I wouldn't be able to play sports, mm. um, but it was the, my leg that was really kind of like a major concern for me. So I told him, baby, go home, get my Bible, get my index cards, get my markers. And we're going to make a prayer wall or prayer right here. Um, so at home I had like a prayer closet. And so I wanted to, if this is where I was going to be for the next couple of days, well, turned to a couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> I wanted it to be a place where this was my altar. Like mm -hmm. I'm asking and seeking God um, each step of the way. So uh, he went home when he came back Friday, I had my Bible and the first scripture or the first thing that I wrote was I will walk again. Amen. And, um, and I wrote different scripture because I've never had surgery before mm -hmm. and that I would have to have a couple of more surgeries. Yeah. It was a little scary. You know what yeah. I mean? I was writing, um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, a sound mind, mm -hmm. uh, be, be of good courage, be strong and, of, and good courage. Those scriptures are what kind of really helped me because, to move around, it was just so painful. Yeah. It was so painful. And um, anyone that came to the hospital and to know that you did it too, Dave, where I had a wall. So I had all of my scripture on my bed. Mm -hmm. And then my nurse was like, well, you know, we're going to be, you know, close to your bed. Would it be possible you could just want to put it on the wall? And so I was like, I can put my things on the wall. She was like, yeah, girl, go ahead and put it on the wall. <laughs> so I turned that hospital room into mm -hmm. my I'm prayer. I'm going to post a picture of it too. If I, um, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I it was amazing. It as a prayer wall. So anyone that came to see me, they had to write something positive or a scripture, one of their favorite scriptures, because I literally looked at that wall and quoted those scriptures. I held onto mm -hmm. those scriptures just for them to even like, to change like the bedding they would have to roll me over. And it was just, oh my goodness, yeah. it was so painful. So I would just, you know, roll over. It's just like, keep reciting those scriptures, keep reciting the scriptures and all of the nice affirmations that um, everyone wrote on the wall. It was just so helpful. And I know that's what really kind of kept me going was having yeah. those scriptures on the wall um, where like the wall was completely covered with scripture and Literally. positive words where we had to go to a next wall. Um, and in my state, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not talking too much. No, you're talking just enough. This is about you, girl. <laughs> um, but in my state, I had four roommates. I had four roommates that were there in the hospital because we were on the trauma floor. So, um, it was just a lot of, you know, the first couple of nights I had one person and then, you know, it just kept changing every couple mm -hmm, of nights. Mm -hmm. um, but I had one particular uh, lady that we were in there 
for she was there with me for a longer period of time than anyone else. Um, can I share her name? Yeah. Miss Barbara, like she was the bomb.com. Miss <laughs> Barbara, she wasn't a particularly like religious person, but anytime I had like my family come and um, they would pray, I would say, y'all got to pray for Miss Barbara too. <laughs> and um, I just praise God that even while I was on my sick bed, if you will, mm-hmm. like God was still able to use my family to use me yes. as like a witnessing tool for um, my four roommates, yeah. their, families, their friends, um, the nurses and doctors. Can I tell this real funny story about me and Miss Barbara? Mm-hmm. So Miss Barbara came in there because she had uh, fell and broke her elbow. So her arm was like propped up under mm-hmm. a whole bunch of pillows. Her shoulder, everything was kind of like, ugh, mm-hmm. trying to pop right and we were in the room and she could not reach the phone Mm -hmm. to call her nurse because we had two different nurses she couldn't reach her phone and I said hey Miss Barbara if you call out the number to me I can reach my phone I will call your nurse um, and you know ask them they can come and help you she needed some more pillows her arm was kind of like slumping down Mm -hmm. and she needed some more pillows to kind of get her arm propped up so I'm in there, broken leg. Miss Barbara's in there, broken arm. And she gives me the number to call her nurse, calling her nurse because uh, she needs some more pillows. And I say, hey, nurse, uh, Miss, I'm in the room with Miss Barbara, six, whatever the number was for the room. Um, she needs some more pillows. Can y'all, can y'all bring her some pillows? And so the nurse, <laughs> the nurse said, well, can you see how many pillowcases or how many pillows she has in her closet, and I'll bring some pillowcases. Uh, no, honey, we said, can't. Said, um, hey, nurse, because he was my nurse the day before. Uh, <laughs> hey, nurse, sir, um, this is the room with the broken leg and the broken arm. I can't get up, and she can't get up. <laughs> she can't get up. He said, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He said, I'm coming right now. <laughs> but I just thought that was so funny because yeah. he wanted me to get up. And I'm like, he probably thought you were her family member or something. Call him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he probably did. But I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. I want to jump in here too, because when I went to visit you, I had never, first of all, seen a hospital room like that before. Just, it was like a home. It was so, um, just with the affirmations, like you said, on the wall, but there were lots of flowers. And y'all, let me tell you about Felicia, Case. she is so loved. I mean, every hour somebody multiple people were coming to visit and also I always say Fee to me she's like sunshine in a person and you just you radiate that and so even in literally the darkest of times you're in the hospital all the nurses know you and love you the nurses are your bffs and you're making friends with your roommates I mean I was truly just amazed at at your just countenance and the way that you were in this time, like, even though it was really hard, you still shun. And that just really inspired me when I saw you. I, I I'm, so, I'm so thankful. Like, 
it's not me. Like, it's not me at all. It's just the Jesus that shines through with, with through throughout my heart, right? Amen. So that all the friends, all the people that came to see me, I had several of my students, right, that wanted to come, mm-hmm. but because I teach lower grades, um, they're not old enough to come. I had yeah. one their family that um he begged his grandma to come see Aww. me. Begged his grandma <laughs> to come see me. And his grandma, you know, she didn't know that he couldn't come up there. And the receptionist is like, oh, he's too young. He he's and the grandmother said, Mm-mm. his teacher is back there. He must see his teacher. Aww. And he was like, okay, come on. And so I'm just so thankful for, you know, all the love that I received while in the hospital, but it didn't stop there, right? Like once I got home, okay, that's where like, I think the battle really began. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, okay. So do you want to continue just picking up from the rest of the hospital stay? Um, I mean, the hospital stay, I think we're kind of over that now. Okay. All right, moving but, along. Yeah, we can go to like where the spiritual battle began. Yeah. Because in the hospital, um, everything is done for you, right? Like when you have to go to the bathroom, the nurses come and help you. They clean you, they, whatever, you know, manage and take care of that. Yeah. Um, at home, it's you and trying to figure out how to do, how to go to the bathroom, how to take a shower. How to yeah. get clean, how to, um, how to get comfortable. In the hospital, I had to just press a button and somebody was coming to help me get comfortable um, or, you know, giving me some more pillows or shifting me this way or telling mm-hmm. me to go that way. At home, it was, it was hard. I think that's where I kind of realized, oh, this is really hard. Like, I remember saying to my husband, take me back to the hospital. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't want to be home. Um, just because it just got a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say? What do you think is like the heart was the hardest part? Having Rodney in my leg. So the rod, uh, like I said, it was affixed to my leg, right? But it had four points where it was in my leg. So mm-hmm. two in my thigh and then two two points right um in my shin above my above my ankle, uh, where it was trying to keep my bones aligned, right? But it felt like knives, especially the one in mm-hmm. my thigh, it felt like knives every time I had to move. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting it was hard because in the hospital, I didn't have to really do a lot of moving. Right. I was, you know, stationary. Um, but at home, I had to have my husband to help me. I had my leg straight up, mm-hmm. um, like in the wheelchair, because I was wheelchair bound for like three months. Well, still am. Mm-hmm. Well, technically. Um, but I had my leg up um, and the like, I could not bend my leg. I couldn't put weight on my leg. Um, so it was just really difficult even to do simple tasks as going to the bathroom. And I felt like being at home, I lost a part of my independence. Yeah. Um, where I needed my husband to help me or I needed my in-laws to, you know, be nearby so that I don't fall because I couldn't, I, you know, it was, 
touching, not touching go, but at any moment it was, I could fall and we don't have time for a re-injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was just trying to be comfortable was hard. Like laying in the bed, it was uncomfortable, but through that first couple of months or that first month, actually. Mm-hmm. How long did you have Rodney, by the way? I had Rodney for a month and a half mm. in my life. Wow. So I went home. The accident happened December 7th. I went home Christmas Eve mm-hmm. um, with Rodney. So that was two weeks in the hospital with Rodney. Um, and then Rodney... Um, we had an ev- eviction for Rodney on January 30th. <laughs> we threw a whole <laughs> eviction party for Rodney. It was the best. <laughs> he said, you got to go. He had to go. He had to go. Um, so, yeah, a month and a half. So I had him for two weeks and then the whole month of January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I had him in my leg. But it was just so uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But in that month and a half, like really the month, because in the hospital, it wasn't as bad. I wow. didn't really feel as much pain. But in that month where Rodney was just like giving me the blues, like I thank God for my husband. Like, Shout out to your man, girl. I tell like, you all the time. He's one of the best men I know. Okay. He's like, literally the best. <laughs> God could not have given me a better partner. Um, Amen. Like he was, he was great before. Right. Yeah. But like, like what's, what's better than, like, I don't know what's better than great. I know you could not even imagine him getting better. No. And it's just like, man, thank you, Jesus. So Mm -hmm. like, and I say all that to say, right. Like he was a heavy sleeper. Right. So because I had Rodney in my leg um, and we had to, we were staying with my in-laws he did not sleep in the bed with me. He slept on a air mattress on the floor beside the bed because he did not want to, you know, roll over, hurt my leg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I had like a bedside commode because I, I physically could not get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would be times like, you know, I drink my water in the middle of the night. I have to go to the bathroom. So I try to just like pull back the, the covers as quietly as I could. When I tell you this man heard the the covers pull back and he got up immediately like, babe, what do you need? You know, I was like, well, I was just trying to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And, you know, the commode is right there by the bed. Mm -hmm. Um, But even like that, just that right there, I'm just so, I'm just so thankful that like God changed his sleeping patterns Mm -hmm. because before um, before the accident, like I could be on the phone at five o'clock in the morning on the prayer call, loud lights are on. This man is sleep. Okay. Literally. I used to talk to you in the morning. be like, girl, isn't Harold like sleeping? And you're like, he's fine. Like, <laughs> he's fine. like he's not, you know, it doesn't, he's not awake. Is my, me talking is not bothering him. You know what I mean? Like he's not rustling in the bed. He is sleep ping okay but just like just imagine like what sound does a cover make like a comforter make as you just pull it back Mm -hmm. not even the squeaking of moving around in the bed but just 
that right there is just like, wow, God, like, yeah. well, I mean, I think so intentional. Exactly. Like the thing is God, before we ask girl, I think you told me this, this oh. week before we ask God says he already knows. And the thing about it is like, I think with, with your husband, it wasn't just that, like he has the kind of personality and character yeah. for you for yes this, for this oh. moment for oh all of for this sure. so i think that too I, I don't even think it's like the sleeping schedule as it is just his care and concern for you that makes Absolutely. him hyper aware of what's going on and want to be there to help you in whatever you need that, that's a key word right there day is wanting to exactly. help I was like, oh man, like I want him to be sleeping. You know, I can hear he's in a good sleep, you know, snoring and yeah. everything. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to trouble him. And he's like, babe, no, I want to help. I yeah. want to make sure he's comfortable. And like, I just am so thankful for him because he has been like every step. Oh boy. It's okay. It's okay. It's step okay. Of the way he has been like right there, like from helping me to bathe. Um, because I couldn't go into the shower because of Rodney. Mm -hmm. Um, let me not stay so aggressive with that, but <laughs> you know, everything that I needed to do, like he was right there, you know, helping me. Yeah. And was so patient with me, even when I was like frustrated with myself. And I know that you wanted to know about um just that journey. Yeah. There are a lot of moments of me just being frustrated. And frustrated that I'm I am having to be dependent on someone else. And that's not me necessarily, mm -hmm. you know. I'm you are miss independent. <laughs> I, I'm a go-getter, you know. But this had this accident has really um slowed me down and kind of like really took some of that independence away, where like simple tasks, like I mentioned before. Um, even like to stand up to cook. I couldn't cook for us for a long time. Harold had to do the cooking. Uh, and he did a really good job. Okay. Okay, period. He did a really good job. <laughs> um it was it's just it was just really difficult because in my mind, I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to move, I wanted to get up, I wanted to move my leg. Once Rodney came out, I feel like a little bit more of my, my independence came back mm -hmm. because now I had like Bradley, the boot. <laughs> I didn't oh, know the boot had a name. I didn't oh, know about Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bradley, the boot. It was, it was uh twins because it had the boot and the brace, but I thought, okay. Was, uh, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all connected the way they had it on my leg. Um, but when I had the boot, I was able to like, oh, I can move around. I, would, I just kept saying, thank you, Jesus. Rodney is gone. Like that stabbing feeling, mm -hmm. that right there, it was, that was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And once that was out of my leg, I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready for the next thing. And I could stand up on my own with the boot on my leg. I had a compression stocking and all that, wrapped it up. It was just a lot, right? But I was like, okay, Lord, thank you. Like each step, it was like, I'm out of the hospital. Thank you, Lord. Rodney is gone. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm in a boot. Thank you, Lord. Um, shortly after 
I had Rodney maybe a month. Um, in March, I went to the doctor and he said, well, we're going to put you in a real sneaker. You got to wear, start wearing real shoes now. And I was like, I don't know, like, you know, just that nervousness of having to put my foot into a shoe mm -hmm. because my foot, because of the broken bones, it was swollen. You know what I mean? It was just really painful. I remember the first time I put my foot into a shoe, it was like mid-March. I was so excited. Yeah. Right? And put my foot in the shoe. Um, then it was like just little obstacles. I didn't have to wear the brace anymore. I started going to physical therapy. I walked into my birthday celebration. Period. That was a goal of mine was yeah. even with the walker. So I, okay, let me just dis disclaimer. It was a, with the walker, wasn't by myself. Uh, and that was like the beginning stages of me learning how to walk again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, simple task, just frustrating. Like even at the physical yeah. therapy. Um, she wanted me to walk within the bars of the, um, at the therapy, but to walk with one hand on the bar. Mm -hmm. And when I say that was like April, I remember that day, um, April, she wanted me to do that. And I was like, okay. And I'm all excited. I can do this. I can do this, but my leg would not move. Mm. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to let you practice for a little bit. I'm going to work with another patient. Um, and I stood there and cried. And when she came back, she said, are you in pain? And I was, no, I'm not in pain. I just want to do it. And I can't, like my body won't let me, mm -hmm. my mind, like it just wouldn't let me do it. Right. And I noticed that too, that mindset is everything. Mm. Mindset is everything. So I had yep. to stop. I had to change my vocabulary. Because you were really afraid. Like I remember yeah. when we were talking about that part, you were really afraid of hurting yourself again and like the pain and dealing yeah. with that. And I think we had a conversation too. It was like, girl, don't be afraid. Like you can do hard things. Yeah. You, you can do it. Not don't be afraid. You can be afraid, but you can still do it afraid and you can still do hard things, you know? And I yeah. think that, yeah, like when you, changed that way of thinking and then you're like okay that's when like the success came yeah and I was able to do it and I remember you said you can do hard things to me and I think with whatever maybe a week or two later I was like okay and I did it I was so proud of myself but I was yeah. more so like proud of Jesus for giving me the strength to do it you know like can you be proud of Jesus amen yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I was just so thankful that I was able to do it and that I had friends like you and, you know, the people that came to see me um, was just so encouraging. Yeah. Something so too, I just want to point out is the, just, I want to go back to the steps because taking those small steps, like say, like the wins, you had so many wins. And I remember you are wanting to just immediately walk and run. But I would be like, girl, can we just talk about the fact that you had Rodney for all this time and now you don't. And now you can move yourself in the wheelchair. And now you can do all these different things. And like, 
just witnessing your growth. Like, I feel like every single time I talk to you, you're like, girl, look what I did. I'm doing this now. I'm doing, and I'm like, I am amazed at the progress that you've made. But I think it's really important to just like emphasize that all of these things started in steps. And a lot of people need to hear that too. And just whatever journey you're in, like, let's look at the small wins and the small steps it took to get us to where we are today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was listening to your podcast, a couple of podcasts ago when you had um Heather on yeah and when she mentioned um is this good enough for right now yeah and that right there really kind of spoke to me and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you had her on yeah uh, because like in my mind I kept thinking well this I can do so much better like this is mm-hmm. not my best but in this current moment right it was my best and I think like even with like getting ready to go back to school in a couple of weeks, the, the nerves, the anxious, mm-hmm. um, the anxiousness, um, the nervousness, if, you know, am I still going to be the same teacher for those kids now that I was, yeah. you know, for the, you know, students past, will I still be able to give them all that I have? And when I listened to that podcast, I was like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy them and they are going to have the best experience possible. And it's going to be my, it's going to be my best. You know what yes. I mean? And, and what I told you right now, exactly. What I told you too, is like what you have to offer. It's here in your heart, in your head and not in your legs. So yeah. you've always offered that to everybody, to your kids. That's where your best has always come from. So there's no reason that your next set of kids are going to get any less than what you've always given them because that hasn't changed. The core hasn't changed. In fact, probably the core has gotten even better with just the growth that you've had in this last year, you know, in these last couple, couple months. Girl, yes, okay, because that right there has been a part of my motivation for getting better. I said, Lord, I got to be back with my kids. Being mm-hmm. at home, this is like worse than COVID. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because, like, and you know, while you know, COVID, you were able to like still move around. Yeah, yeah, within your own space. Here, it was like, oh, Lord, I can't do it. I can't. But that just seeing my kids, and I know. Um, a lot of them came to see me once I got home mm-hmm. and that just brightened my day. I went to see them a couple of times um, while I was home going to the school and just seeing their little faces. It just, I was made to be a teacher. I was created. To be <laughs> you were, you were. <laughs> yeah. So continuing to talk about just like that growth, what would you say is like the maybe like the biggest thing you kind of learned in this whole process wow the biggest thing that I've learned and you know I went to physical therapy today and Mm. so what I'm going to say it's it's so relevant right and I think it is relevant for for everyone Mm -hmm. that your journey is your own 
like your process is your own. Your growth is your own. I think a lot of times, and I think Heather mentioned this too in the podcast, um, a lot of times we we tend to try to be in competition with others. Right. right? And we see Johnny to the left is doing doing that or or Susie Ann over here is doing something and, and you're looking at yourself. For me, I looked at myself and, and I was like, man, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that was straight a lie from the devil. You know what I mean? Because I was making growth. I was having my progress, right? And I think even like when I went to physical therapy today, I saw this guy, he was jumping on like the boxes, mm-hmm. right? Squats and then jumping on the boxes. And, and a part of me was like, man, I can't wait to do that. Mm. What I'm doing right now, they have me on a new machine and I was just going, I was just going, I was just going. And I was like, I couldn't do this last week. Exactly. I couldn't do this the week before. So seeing that, okay, that's a goal of mine is to maybe not jump up on the boxes, but just to be able to stand without um, assistance. That's my goal, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of my goals. But each week I've noticed that my growth is my own. Yeah. I have learned that I can't look to anyone else's path. Cause that's one thing that I was doing at the beginning of this mm-hmm. journey was I was going on YouTube, trying to find somebody who had a similar injury and seeing, okay, well, what's their recovery looking like? What's their process looking like? And truth be told, I couldn't find anybody, okay? (laughs) Could not find anybody that had, you know, as close to Mm. what I, some people had like total knee replacement surgery. That's not what I have. They have a knee. I don't have a knee. Uh, you know, things like that. I was trying to, and the Lord kept saying, because you're one of one, honey. No. And you know what? Once I finally got to, okay, Lord, well, this is just, you know, taking it one step at it, literally taking it one step yeah. at a time. Um, I saw my progress and I accepted, okay, well, I wasn't able to do that last week when I was here at the, you know, physical therapy, or um, I'm going to challenge myself because I couldn't, she wanted me to do something and I couldn't do it just yet. It's a lot of power in that word yet. Mm, yet. I'm, going, I'm going to make it my business to try really hard so that next week when I go to see her, I can say that I can do it. Right. And that really has been helping me, right? So guess what? Last week or maybe two weeks ago, I went mm-hmm. on YouTube again, right? And just curious is there was somebody that had a similar injury. Mm-hmm. I found someone on YouTube that had a similar injury mm-hmm. uh, with the shattered knee. Shattered knee. He didn't have an, a broken ankle, but he had the shattered knee. And he, this accident happened to him a year ago. And he was documenting his progress mm-hmm. from a year ago. I should have been able to find his YouTube account to look at his progress back then months ago, (laughs) but God knew girl, God knew that I wasn't ready to see that. 
mm-hmm. six months ago, right? Where now I was able to see it, right? And where he was in his journey at six months, that's where I was. And I felt like, okay, Lord, mm. like this is not abnormal. But even if it was, that's okay. My journey and it's okay. I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> like I am not okay. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Yes. That is okay. Honestly, like I actually was talking about this with my own therapist this week of just my journey as my own, because similarly, I feel like there are certain expectations we have of ourselves also too. Um, Yeah. You know, and you and I are similar in that way. Like we're basically the same person. We, (laughs) we both have such high expectations for ourselves that sometimes are unrealistic. And so as soon as like something happens that that's not, doesn't meet that we start beating ourselves up. And, you know, sometimes even that, like, owning your experience and knowing that it's okay whatever it is if it's not what you thought it's still okay you know and for me especially with just my own stuff going on I think I've struggled a lot with feeling like well I should be here already Mm -hmm. and then I'm not and then I'm like well what's wrong with me but right my journey is my own and that is okay and it takes how long it takes yeah and that's the thing because um the doctors and my physical therapist were saying well it could take up to two to three years and in my mind I'm really god I'm gonna be two to three years with this Mm. and now I think I'm at the place where okay uh well what else can I do because you know, not saying I'm taking advantage of what mm-hmm. this this process, but I am accepting the process yeah. as it is. You know what I mean? Like mm. before, um, I was like, well, I can't really go out. I can't really have fun. I can't really do anything because I am in a wheelchair. I, I am, my mobility is very limited. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had a, a, a friend of mine that was like, Mm-mm, girl, we're going to pack up that wheelchair and put it in a trunk and we're going to go out. We went out to Target and I had the black, like we bought nothing at Target. <laughs> it was just the simple fact of we went out and we went out without Harold. Mm-hmm. So that was to give him a break, which was great. But then we just went out and just had a great time. And from that time, it's like, okay, Lord, well, what else can I do in my wheelchair? You know, I had mm. lights on my wheelchair. Remember, I had the lights on the wheelchair. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the party lights. Party lights. <laughs> but um, at this time, it's like just enjoying the process. Yes. I, I actually saw something about that this week, enjoying the process. I saw it probably today, actually, on my really? Instagram. Girl, you know, Instagram be attacking you all the time, be attacking me yeah. all the time, sending Girl. all these little quotes and things. And one of them said something about, like, enjoy the process that you're in. God mm-hmm. has a plan for you, right? It's going to happen. It's going to work right. out. We know this. It's going to work out. 
but enjoy the time and the process and take in the lessons that you can learn as Mm -hmm. you go through it. Like the process doesn't have to be this like horrible, terrible thing. Like you can learn and enjoy it, you know? So I love to hear you say that. I think people need to hear that too. Like the healing journey is a process. It's a process. And it can be beautiful. It's hard. It's sure can. It, it, it it's can hard, be beautiful. But it can. Like, there are so many things that Harold and I were able to do. We went to a baseball game. We went to a concert. Yeah. We went on a, a little road trip, if you will. And I think that right there, being in the car, at first, I had really bad anxiety yeah. and PTSD, if you will, about just being in the car. Right. And I and I know I sent videos to you about, well, I'm in the back seat, but now I'm in the front seat. Right. Which big wins, wins. Let's talk about it. A win is a win. A win is a win. win. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, In the front. And then I know I told you, well, girl, I just went to Tennessee and I prayed and asked God to take away my anxiety um, and let me tell y'all, I enjoyed myself so much mm-hmm. on our little car ride. I went yeah. to I fell asleep. That fell asleep. is huge. Because that's, that's OG fee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Falling yeah. asleep as soon as somebody's driving. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But I was, princess over here. <laughs> look, I was just so comfortable because normally in the car, I'm like, <sighs> Yeah. And it's that like Harold is like one of the safest drivers ever. Mm-hmm. It's it's other people. Yeah. Right? Because and I think about it, it was it was somebody else that hit me. He yeah. was. And so now I'm kind of like, babe, slow down. And, and you know, yeah. it's not him. It's other people. Mm-hmm. That makes and they're sense. Driving, you know what I mean? Because of my experience. Mm -hmm. And you know what, like, I want to share this to you, like, our trauma helps to shape who we are. Mm -hmm. And that can be shaping us negatively, if we allow it, or it can shape us positively, if we allow it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, and I think that's one thing that I was really holding on to was, I got to be positive. Because when you when you have a positive mindset, right, even when tragedy hits and you can still say God is good in mm-hmm. the midst of trauma, in the midst of tragedy, you, you see the sunflowers. Um, I was going to bring my little, little painting that I did, right? But since my accident, right, I've been really looking at sunflowers, like my little sunflower bag, <laughs> you know, like, oh, um, Oh, there we go. Here's a sunflower bag. <laughs> um, just looking at the sunflowers, right? So let me tell you one thing about the sunflowers really quickly. The sunflowers always face the sun. If they are not facing the sun, the head of the sunflower will literally turn to face the sun. And I thought about that as Christians right? We are to face the sun. Even mm-hmm. when we can't see it, we can't see God, the S-O-N, mm-hmm. we can still put our face towards the sun. Mm-hmm. And 
when we put our face toward the sun, like sunflowers, they they grow when they face the sun. They, they grow up to like eight feet tall or whatnot, right? We grow too as Christians when we turn our face towards the sun. Amen. So like right there has been something like sunflowers, yellow, bright colors. I've always liked bright colors, but, and I've always liked sunflowers, but even more so with this accident, it's like Mm -hmm. sunflowers, those are my thing. Yeah, I love it. I love the way you just been able to intentionally be positive, you know, like, and it's really hard to do. And I think the fact that you choose not to get stuck in that down because like let's not pretend that you don't be getting down you know let's not pretend I'm about to say that because there are <laughs> moments there are moments yeah. where I'm just like oh you know just frustrated right mm-hmm. but not getting not staying in that place and yeah. you me day about you having a t- taking a time to feel all the feels and having a moment where you can just like oh I really don't like what's happening I really don't like the situation, crying, mm-hmm. getting it out, whatever it is, right? And just accepting that, oh, this is not what I like, mm-hmm. but still being able to, all right, I cried, let's move forward. Yeah. yeah. How can we move forward? How can we move forward? And I appreciate you, you know, just really being such an encouragement, you know, because you've had your own experience and you're still dealing with it because you're still on your journey for sure. Um, but you have shown me, to, you know, to really look to God in the mm-hmm. midst of trauma with, you know, the whole situation with you and the divorce and just kind of like you still trying to be positive. Like, y'all don't know if you remember, I came to see you and you had a Bible that you highlighted and you were going through it was the women's Bible. Mm-hmm. And you had it right there by your bedside when I came to see you. And I said, huh, I really like this Bible. <laughs> so I purchased the Bible. You uh, did? I didn't even know I that. Did. Yeah, I did <laughs> buy it, right? But I ended up, someone needed the Bible. And so I gave gave away my Bible. Wow, that's beautiful. But I think that that's okay. I mm-hmm. think that's okay because I had another one, but you really inspired me in like your darkest moment. You know what I mean? And just like looking back on that, where I, I'm glad that I, and I tell this to you and I tell this to, you know, people around me that I'm glad that I have Christian friends, Aww. you know, because Christian friends, it's a different type of friendship. You know it's what I true. mean? It's where so true. when you're going through something, you guys were there. You know what I mean? My friends were there in my darkest moment, encouraging me, sending me something funny, you know, giving me some affirmations, scripture, devotions, whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean, just to let me know that, hey, we are not physically experiencing what you're feeling. We're not physically going through what you're going through, but we got your back. And I think that's so important to have yeah. friends especially in this journey of life, because life can beat you down. Yeah. It can beat you all the way down. But having that community is yeah. so important. Yeah, I just love that. And I'm so happy to hear that. And it's it's really beautiful because girl, I was going to tell you the same thing. Like you've inspired me so, so much. And 
you know, I think I was talking about this. I think it was with Heather too, talking about the importance of friends, lifting you up when you can't for yourself, Um, which I mean, we're already kind of going there. So I guess we'll just go to what God has taught us because that's what God has taught me is my friend told me this this week too. God says, God says what you need when you need it. And I always pride myself on being like, you know, a good supportive friend and being there and reliable. But I've been in a dark place where I've just barely been there for myself. It's been really hard. And I feel like I haven't been able to be like who I used to be in a lot of ways. But my friends like you, like last week when we were talking, I was bawling my eyes out. But like, it was so beautiful because you were able to encourage me when I just literally did not have it. I feel like it was like Moses. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the story of when the Israelites were battling. Um, who, who was it? Was it the Amorites? I don't even remember. And, you know, God said, hold your hand up. And for as long as Moses held his hand up, he would be able to, uh, they would be winning the battle. The Israelites would win the battle. But Moses got tired and Moses couldn't hold his hand up anymore. And that's when the people came, the elders came and they held it for him. I know it was such a beautiful story. And it just reminded me of just the people that I have in my life who are there to hold me up when I can't hold myself up and it's so beautiful and so I'm I'm grateful for you especially because you definitely held my hand up when I could not hold it up myself you know girlfriend yeah I just love us okay (laughs) oh this is beautiful but yes why don't you tell us what God has taught you oh what God has taught me um I actually have a scripture to go with it because that's really the scripture. It Amen. is Isaiah 65 verse 24. And it says, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Mm. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Amen. Okay, So that is what God has taught me that before we even call upon the name of the Lord, he already has an answer, right? Period. He already has an answer for us. So I had a situation where I needed um, some documents for my doctor. Um, and I was just kind of like, when I got the phone call that I needed the documents, I was a little frustrated because I was like, man, I was at the doctor's office three weeks ago. If I would have known, I would have asked the doctor for you know these documents, whatever. Um And so I hung up the phone from those people or the people that called me about the documents. um, And I just prayed and I said, Lord, I'm not even going to get frustrated. If this is what I need, you make a way. Like, I don't even want it to be where it's, oh, well, Felicia did this. No, I want it to be strictly you. You make a way. Called my doctor's office. And the lady was like, oh, you need this document? Okay, all right. The doctor will be here. Uh, oh, wait, he comes on Friday. Oh, he'll be here tomorrow. Um, so it should be here like 10, 10 days. Right now I'm like, oh man, 
all right, Lord, it's going to have to be 10 days. I'd get the paperwork. I got the paperwork that I needed Friday, next day. The, the call that I had was on Thursday. I called my doctor's office Thursday. Friday, the doctor was in the office, signed my paperwork, whatever he needed to do for my paperwork, and put it back into my portal for me to have. And I said, now this is all you, God. Amen. Because before we call, God has already, he already has the answer. Amen. And it says, while they are still speaking, I will hear. So just want to encourage you all out there that, that you know, go and pray and call on the name of the Lord because he already has an answer. And he says that he will answer us. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing. We just have to pray and accept the answer. Amen. Whatever it is. That's, that's the that. next step. Yeah. Okay. So before we end, tell everybody, where are you now in your healing? Okay. Because girl, you gave us some big news this week. Share it with the people. Okay. Okay. Peeps. So, um, I'm working on learning how to walk again. Right. So this week I was walking with my, the walker that has the four wheels on it. Mm -hmm. I took a 15 minute walk. Um, this week, um, took breaks, of course, as needed, but the fact that I could take a walk is huge. When you you think about, they wanted to amputate my leg. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have my leg though. It hurts at times. It's my leg. Yes. And I'm just so thankful so God is like, he keep doing big things for me over here. So the journey is not over yet. God is there not done. More surgeries are needed. But in the meantime, I'm just trusting God each step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And that's also why I wanted to have you on now, because that's the whole point of this. While we're in the process, let's talk about it. While we're in the journey, let's talk about what God is doing every step of the way, you know, to encourage someone. And I know someone is going to be encouraged, if not multiple people are going to be encouraged by this episode. So thanks so much, Fee, for coming on and sharing your story. I'm so excited. I'm going to have like an update. December, maybe the anniversary, girl, we'll have you on again. Okay. One year later. One. And we'll we'll do a a progress update. Of course. (laughs) Of course. All right, y'all. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye, guys.